Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and this week I decided to fly solo again and basically use the power of my podcast to cover what I consider to be some critical tips that I see very few armed citizens paying attention to when it comes to their personal defense platform. I'm talking about the bullet. Now, I know that may sound super simple to you and maybe not even worth your time, but I promise you that if you'll give me just a few minutes, you're going to look at your handgun ammo in a whole different light. Now, you'll see what I mean here in just a minute. So, let's go ahead and get started now. If bullets were flying, your adrenaline surging, would you hit your target? If the world as you know it crumbled tomorrow, collapsed into chaos, you know how to survive? If you and those you loved were cornered by a gang, violently attacked, could you protect them? Could you protect them? Could you protect them? Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This, this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is Modern Combat and Survival. Okay, here's the deal. As much as I'm sure we all love our guns and we all stand behind our personal choice, the fact is the bullet that you use is a major chunk of your firearm stopping power. I mean, Think about this. Assuming that your aim is straight and your bullet is on its target, right dead center mass of the bad guy, you're relying on that round to do all the heavy lifting once it reaches its target. Now, that's a big responsibility. But if it's so important, then why is bullet choice probably the least looked at factor when most people are prepping their gun for personal defense? And, and if you doubt my theory, then do this. Go ahead and find one of your gun-toting friends and ask them what specific ammo they have loaded in their carry weapon. Chances are they're not going to have any idea what brand they actually chose. And there's an even better chance that if you ask them why they chose the load that they're using, their answer is going to have something to do more with like the, the look of the box or the name of the ammo or they saw it in some magazine than some sort of a logical explanation of why they actually selected what they did. And I don't want you to fall into that same trap. I mean, your life may very well one day rely on that bullet that you have chambered. And it's critical that you have 100% confidence that it's going to do exactly what you're praying it's going to do when it leaves the end of that gun. And unfortunately, just going down and firing a couple of magazines of ammo down at the live fire range and giving the bullets a big thumbs up is not going to be enough. There's a lot more to it, actually, if you're doing it right. So what I thought I'd do is I would I would basically, in this one, it, this is part one of a three-part stopping power series, and I want to share with you the five no BS tips for choosing the ultimate tactical ammo for your personal defense handgun. And to get things started and prepped here, here's what I want you to do. I want you to imagine yourself after a home invasion shooting, and you're there with your family who is still white with shock over the events that they just witnessed and they, that just occurred in your home. But instead of being able to spend the night holding them and assuring them that they're safe, you're put in handcuffs and escorted in the back of a black and white, hauled off to a jail cell, leaving them all alone and adding to their trauma. Now, I, I know that scenario is something that a lot of people probably think, well, that could never happen to me. Um, I, if the person's in my house and I shoot them, I was fully justified, and it might be that you actually are justified, but all it takes is one little mistake, and that could very well be your reality. That happens all the time, folks. 
That's it, just one little mistake. Now, let's take it one step further because now you're sitting in a courtroom trying to defend your actions. And one of the tricks that a prosecuting attorney is going to look at using against you is the actual ammo that you loaded into your weapon. It's not just going to be the scenario. It's going to be the ammo that you loaded. Now, that's going to make looking at your defense plan a whole bit, whole lot different than just, you know, choosing the best ammo that had the coolest name or that somebody told you you should load up. And it's actually this legal perspective of your choice of ammunition. That's actually where I like people to start first because while I'm all about that primary goal of simply stopping your attacker at all costs, you have to understand that in today's anti-gun climate, that cost could very well be you having to justify your ammo choice in front of a jury. And that could not only bankrupt your entire family, but it could also make sure that you never get to see them outside of a prison visiting room for the rest of your life. And it's a fact that you must face now, I'm afraid. But Fortunately, this is also one of the easiest factors to address, which is another reason why it's where I like to start. So tactical ammo tip number one is to ask your local law enforcement what they carry. Now, here's why. For one, chances are that the ammo that they're using down at your, like your local police department, that was chosen for them. And most likely it was based on tests that were already done by some outside agency like the FBI or or something that had enough money and the ability to run so many different tests on the ammunition that they've already done a lot of that testing for you. And because, you know, they're, they're only going to load up something that they know that they can rely on. At least you hope that way anyway. But another factor is when you're asked why you loaded one of those nasty hollow point rounds that took the life of some poor lost soul that broke into your house, you can then very easily respond with something like, you know, I, I just use the same responsible ammo that our fine, upstanding local law enforcement officers use to protect themselves in the public. And when you say something like that, when you're using the same thing because you did your homework and you, you, you ask local law enforcement, then that immediately kind of nullifies the prosecutors, uh, their, their, what their argument is because you did the homework, and you look responsible in the eyes of a jury because you did that homework. And you're just using the same ammo that the person, if you called 911 and they showed up at your house, that's the same ammo that they would use on the person that broke in your house. So why would it be any different for you, right? But there is one problem with this. You may find, like I did when I called my local police department, that they're using some ammunition that's only able to be used for law enforcement. So, for example, I called up my local law enforcement uh, agency, and guess what they're using? They're using Hornady's uh, critical duty, which is for law enforcement only. So in those cases, you, you definitely don't want to, like, try and get your, your neighbor who's on the police department to smuggle you a box of this law enforcement-only ammo and use that argument. Actually, it'll work against you at that point. Because, you know, you're not supposed to have that ammo. And why did you use that ammo when you're not supposed to have it? So that could be a problem that you find. But for the most part, if you contact your local law enforcement, find out what's, what, what they're carrying. If that's available to you, that's a really good choice because you know it's going to have good stopping power. Plus, it also has the ability to protect you in court as well because you can argue that you're using the same thing as law enforcement. Okay? 
but we're gonna we're gonna stay on this legal line here for a minute in our in our selection with our ammunition because there's another thing here that I see, I see a lot of people kind of messing up. Not a lot of people, but this is definitely something if you're more experienced and you consider yourself a real like, gun guru, this is a trap that I see a lot of people could could really fall into, and that is tactical ammo tip number two, which is don't hand load your own carry ammo. Now, let me make a distinction here. I'm not saying you shouldn't load your own ammo. I mean, it can definitely, you know, if you're into reloading, you can save a bunch of money doing that, and it's a, and it's a great hobby to have. But as far as for your carry ammo, if you're loading your own bullets, you're going to have a lot of explaining to do in a courtroom. You know, loading for practice can be explained as, like, cost savings for your hobby. But if you load your own carry ammo, the jury is really just going to see you as, like, some gun nut. And, you know, it, it gives them visions of when, you know, the, you, you see those movies where, like, the assassin is down in the basement and they're making their own ammo and they're drilling this hole through the through the center of the bullet and they're dropping some nuclear-powered Ebola-fused, you know, detonating, you know, laser beam focus. <laughs> you know, this it's, it's like assassin ammo. And that's a, kind of the vision that people have in their mind. That's their perspective on these sorts of things when you're when you're making your own ammo, and but that that's just on the perception side of things. I mean, you have to look at it this way also. The investigators are going to go through all of your homemade ammo stockpile, and if they find that you exceeded the propellant reloading limits on even just one round that you still had in your arsenal, that prosecutor is going to claim that you cooked up some like some super rockets that you sh never should have been legally firing at that poor creature who busted through your front door. And don't forget, even if you make it past that expensive criminal trial, or even if you never end up being charged at all, you can still up and end up in a civil court, and you could be on the hook for you know, that, that thug's girlfriend and, and all the, you know, the 12 kids that they had, and you could be the one who's footing the bill for all of their, their clothes and their food and that new car for mama, I mean, that's, you could be on the hook for all of that simply because you hand-loaded your own ammo, you didn't do it to specifications, or you created some sort of a super bullet that, that shouldn't have been fired out of the gun. So hopefully this talks you out of signing up for that advanced hand-loading course that you wanted to take and actually, and actually avoid making your own carry ammo. But but now what this does is it puts you right back in with the rest of us who are down at the local gun stores staring at the ammo boxes on the gun store shelves trying to figure out which one to choose for personal defense. And for that, I have a Schwarzenegger-worthy warning for you coming right up, along with a common newbie mistake that even so-called experienced gun guys make. And finally, the answer to the question, is bigger really better? All that and more is coming up in just a minute, but first, check out this special message. Are you a proud defender of the Second Amendment? Are you tired of your whiny sister-in-law's liberal tantrums about the need for more gun control? <laughs> Are you infuriated with government gun grabbers trying to strip you of your God-given right to own a nuclear bazooka? Well, my fellow patriot, it's time for a Smackdown. Smackdown. In our free 2AD Smackdown debate guide, you'll discover how to win any gun control argument armed with three questions. 
That's right. Just ask these three simple questions and watch as that smug little smile disappears from their little face of even the most ignorant know-it-all liberal. Plus, you'll discover easy, fact-based, can't-lose, crybaby comebacks for the most common myths, misinformation, and outright lies. Like, gun shows are the criminals' flea market. Countries with tighter gun control have lower crime rates. Banning guns protects our children. More control keeps guns out of the hands of crazy people. And a whole lot more. Arm yourself now with the ultimate argument winner by claiming your free copy of 2AD Smackdown. Visit www.2adsmackdown.com. That's the number 2, adsmackdown.com. And now, back to our show. Okay, we're back talking about tactical ammo tips for your handgun. In the first part of this three-part series, we're focusing on your initial selection of your defensive carry ammo. And we just left off starting at the rows and rows of ammo boxes on the gun store shelf, staring at them, scratching our head, and wondering, hmm, which, which one of these is right for me? Well, this is where you're going to see that flash of color out of this, the corner of your eye, and there's going to be this box that's going to be whispering to you, like, pick me, pick me. And you're going to look over, and you're going to see this awesome-looking box, and it's got this really cool logo, and it's got this really kick-ass name, and you're going you're gonna to feel that little tingle down in your, your little nether regions down there. And, you know, you're just going to get this, hell yeah, that just looks like, that looks like a man stopper. And that's going to be the box that you want. And I need you to stop at that point and then take a step back and think about tactical ammo tip number three, which is don't choose Terminator ammo. That was a really bad Arnold. <laughs> that was a really bad Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger imitation. But you don't want to choose Terminator ammo for your personal defense handgun. And it's the same argument as tip number two, because when you choose this type of ammo, and I'll give you a couple examples here in just a minute, but you're going to look like some sort of a gun nut, depending upon the ammo that you're choosing. So let me give you a few examples that, that are, is going to make this super clear for you. And let me... Let me just say this. <clears throat> I'm not putting down these companies that I'm about to just out right now. And I'm not saying that these rounds don't absolutely rock. I, I, I personally haven't tried any of these. And frankly, I don't plan on it for the sole reason that, in my opinion, these companies have shirked their responsibilities. And what they've done is they've put in my opinion, your family's welfare in jeopardy after a shooting for the sake of some slick marketing gimmick that they put on these rounds, okay? So I, I, I'm not going to say that they don't work, but I'm saying I personally will never use them. I will never test them from the simple standpoint of what I'm going to go over now. So let me give you a few examples of, uh, of, things that, of, of rounds that will make you look like a gun nut. Uh, first up is HPR's Black Ops rounds with their trademarked hyper-expansion projectile that creates what they call a larger-than-normal permanent wound cavity that's five times the size of the bullet itself. Okay, so I have a problem with the name, first of all. So anything Black Ops is going to give this, the jury this vision that you think you're some sort of a Navy, you're on Navy SEAL 6, 
and you are some sort of militant badass that just can't wait to shoot somebody, okay? But when the prosecutor also looks up the, the description of the ammo, you know, the descriptions that we're given as responsible, as responsibly armed citizens is meant to get us to understand that, hey, this is the round you want to use because it's going to stop somebody. But when they read it, it sounds entirely different. So when they're reading it to a jury and they're saying that, oh, you know, Mr. Roberts, the, the round that you used, you couldn't just use a, a normal size bullet. You had to have one that had a larger than normal permanent wound cavity. So there's all sorts of that description that I don't like. You know, larger than normal says that you could have gone with normal, but you decided to take it one step further, didn't you, Mr. Roberts? Okay. Uh, permanent wound cavity does not sound good in, in any way you say it. First of all, it's permanent. You didn't want to just stop the person. You didn't just want to know. You wanted to permanently take them out with a wound. Uh, wound cavity just sounds bad altogether. But nonetheless... Um, that's one of the, the rounds that, in my opinion, a jury is going to gasp at, okay? Uh, here's the next one. Hornady's uh, Zombie Max, okay? Hornady's Zombie Max, or Z-Max, they call it, for taking on that zombie apocalypse horde that we know is all coming, right? Okay, um, if you've ever seen these hollow point rounds, they, they have this neon bright, zombie green polymer tip and it looks really cool right like that's zombie that's that's a zombie color and in fact it, it looks so cool that they even have to warn you on the box and on the site that this is not a toy that this is live ammunition all right that's scary enough as it is because that tells a jury like you know this is something that you know kids might get into and you know you were irresponsible because your kids could have shot themselves or they could have shot the neighbor's kid something like that. So there's all these visions in their mind of being an irresponsible parent because you're buying this really, you know, basically what could be considered like toy ammo that somebody could hurt themselves in. But but here's what's really weird that I found on Hornady's site. And they have this warning on there about the ammunition that says, and I'm quoting this, no human being, plant, animal, vegetable, or mineral should ever be shot with Hornady Zombie Max ammunition. Again, we repeat, Hornady's Zombie Max ammunition is for use on zombies only. And that's not a nickname, phrase, or cute way of referring to anybody, place, or thing. When we say zombies, we mean zombies. Okay, that's a quote from their site. Now, I, I don't know if a prosecutor would ever be stupid enough to ever use that disclaimer, but I've met some pretty stupid lawyers. But you just you just never know. I mean, it says there you're not supposed to shoot a person with this ammo. Now, again, I don't I don't know if anybody would be so stupid to try and and do that. But nonetheless, I don't know why they have it on there. I know it's meant to be cute, but you know, you just you just never know. Okay, so here's the third the third round to give you a a, a clear description of what I mean by you know not choosing this Terminator ammo because this pretty much is Terminator ammo. And it's it's my favorite don't touch ammo. And it's G2 Research's RIP round, or radically invasive projectile. So RIP, you know, you could look at that as RIP, which never sounds good. RIP could be rest in peace, right? Which means that you didn't want to just stop this person. You wanted to literally kill them. Your intention was to kill them. 
but they put a different spin on it and they call it radically invasive projectile. And everything about this round screams, please lock me up for the rest of my life and take all my money. Now, all an attorney would have to do it really is just speak that name out loud and give the RIP all the different versions that I just gave you. And that's going to put a shock, a look of shock on the jury's faces right there. But if you ever see the ballistics on this thing, I mean, it gets it gets even better. The rest in peace round is a fracturing round. If you've ever if you've never seen it before. And basically what it is, is it, it splinters apart on contact and it rips through the attacker's insides in this cone shape. And even the look of the bullet is like fierce because it has like these sharp talons that break off. And I can only imagine what that bullet would look like blown up on this giant projector screen for the jury to gasp at. And the bottom line is what you want is just a plain old vanilla ammo name on your ammunition that just does the job that you're asking it to do. You know, you want it to look normal but have the power that you need to get the job done and stop your attacker as quickly as possible. That's it. Nothing more. Don't have to be cute. Don't have to be, you know, don't have to inject some testosterone down in the middle of the bullet. It just has to stop your attacker. Which brings us to tactical ammo tip number four, which is always choose expanding ammunition. Now, most people simply refer to this as like hollow point ammunition. And I know this might be one of those like no duh statements for a lot of you. But I have to tell you, I once saw a guy, he was a, he was behind the gun counter of the, of a gun store. So he worked there. You assume, and he was carrying his firearm right on his hip, open carry. And you would expect that he would know exactly what kind of a gun you should use and what kind of ammunition you should use. And he pulled the gun out. He pulled his own weapon out to show to a customer and demonstrate it for him. He took, he pulled the magazine out and there was no round in the chamber. Or at least I, no, there was no round in the chamber because he did open the slide. But I noticed in the magazine when he pulled it out that what he was carrying was full metal jacket ball ammunition. Okay. So here's the problem. Full metal jacket ammo or, or ball ammo is, is meant to do Basically, it has it has a purpose. Its its purpose is to make a loud noise, to fly super straight towards a paper target, and make a nice, neat little hole in that paper target, and then hit the well-designed backstop of dirt or steel past the target. That's it. <laughs> but when you when you shoot it at a real person who's trying to ambush you in a parking lot. That same round is not going to expand like hollow points will. And what it's going to do is it's going to zip straight on through your attacker. I mean, it's, it's quite likely going to go through your attacker and possibly into some kid who's sleeping on the other side of a window of an apartment building across the street. You have to understand that you're responsible for wherever that bullet goes. Immediately after it's left the end of your gun, wherever that bullet ends up, you are responsible for where it ends up. And with ball ammunition like that, with a full metal jacket round, just going out there and it doesn't, it doesn't break up when it hits stuff. It basically ricochets around like a golf ball in a blender. And wherever it goes, you're responsible for. Now, it could still be fatal to your attacker, 
but it's not going to have that expansion that a hollow point round will and it's going to it's not going to create that hydrostatic shock cavity in that attacker's body that has a better chance of shutting down his organs and shutting down your attacker really quickly okay so that means that he may have a lot more fight in him and be able to do lethal damage to you and anyone that you're with as you're trying to land more rounds in him with that kind of ammunition okay so what you're looking for is that hydrostatic shock, that, that wave of expansion that happens inside the cavity that only comes with an expansion round. And some people might have a, a, a problem, well, not many people. There, there are only a few places that I know of where you might have a problem where expansion expanding rounds are not available, like they're even outlawed. I think San Francisco, I know they had it for a long period of time. I don't know what their current status is. I mean, you know, big surprise, California is, you know, doesn't want you to have, well, they don't want you to have guns, but they don't want you to have ammunition that would actually stop somebody with those guns either. But um, but you might, you might be living in an area, it's quite possible, where you are not allowed to have expanding ammunition. So if that's if that's the way, it, uh, if that's where you live, then there is a round, there's at least one that I know of, the Federal Guard Dog, uh, Federal's Guard Dog Ammunition. It's a, it's a full metal jacket round. It's not a hollow point, but it has a, it has a polymer core to it. And basically, there's enough of a filling in there of that polymer that when it hits something, it, it, it collapses, it crushes. So you you have a little bit less lead, a little bit more polymer because it's meant to basically squash when it hits something. But it's not considered a hollow point round. So you still get mushrooming effect. And a lot of people use it like for home defense because it has it's limited on overpenetration. So if it if it hits a wall, it won't, you know, like ball ammo will just will will go through the wall very easily. Um and basically the the guard the guard dog ammo collapses expands and you get that stopping power shock that you're looking for but also you're limited on, on over penetration so it might be a little bit safer inside of a home too so that's one of the other options there okay now we're finally up to the big question that every guy wants to know which is is bigger really better and the answer lies in tactical ammo tip number 5 which is no Bigger is not always better, at least not when it comes to bullets, which is what you thought I was talking about, right? <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure it was. Okay, I know that it, it certainly wouldn't be cool to be shot with like a Desert Eagle 50 caliber handgun. I'm not going to say that's cool, but the cold hard truth is that what makes an expansion round actually expand and create a hydrostatic shock wave that, that stops your attacker is the velocity that it needs to create enough force on contact to make that expanding round mushroom out. Now, there are a few factors that go into increasing the velocity of the bullet, and we, we cover these in depth in our advanced stopping power report. Uh, you can get a free copy of that at stoppingpowersecrets.com. But here's the point that I want to make, and that is that many of the larger bullets that you see out there don't create enough velocity to cause hollow point ammo to expand. Even, even though it's loaded with that type of ammo, it could be an expanding ammo round. But if it doesn't have enough velocity, which a lot of the bigger bullets don't, 
then it's not going to expand. It's going to act somewhat like a like you're just shooting full metal jacket ammo. And a lot of people go with the bigger bullets make bigger holes and stop bigger bad guys philosophy. But the, frankly, it, it's not true. It's not the size of the first hole that the bullet makes that stops the attacker. It's the size of the inner hole that it makes. And if your expanding rounds aren't traveling fast enough to mushroom out, you're basically just counting on that bullet hitting something important on a direct path through the body. And frankly, that's not where I want to place my faith. I want as much, I want that hydrostatic shock cavity inside the body that expands the, uh, the pressure that has a better chance of damaging organs that stops that attacker fast. Now, that's not to say that you're not well covered with your 45 ACP. I mean, there are, there are many factors that are outside of the bullet that also determine whether or not you're going to survive a gunfight. Okay, so there's, there's all sorts of things that are involved here. But for me, and in our conversation about bullet selection, I choose something that's much more reliable on the ammo expansion end, like a 357 Magnum, or even, you know, for me, I have my 9mm. So even the 9mm is going to get much better expansion than somebody who's packing a much bigger bullet out there. Okay, and I and I know that this just opened up a giant can of worms for me. Uh, so that sounds like a, a pretty a pretty good place to stop then and create some fun discussion over on the blog. So, um, look, actually, I'm always looking for comments and tips from our readers and our listeners. So, I do want you to share your own feedback and advice on ammo selection in our comments section for this podcast over at our blog at ModernCombatAndSurvival.com. So go ahead and do that. Um, we've gone over five tips today. We've got a bunch more stuff coming up. We've got a three-part series here where, um, but I, again, I'm looking for your input, your feedback, what bullets are you selecting and why. Um, I think it's very important that you know the why. And we'd all love to hear the why as well. So definitely go on over to the blog, check it out, and uh, leave us a comment for this blog post, okay? And keep an eye out for part two of our series on tactical ammo tips because we're going to actually be talking about testing the ammo that you choose. Now, that's a, a far more in-depth topic than what I think a lot of people are doing. And you can't just kind of go to the, the magazines and, and go out to the range and think that, you know, basically as long as somebody says go buy it, that that's what it's going to do. We're actually going to show you how to test your own ammo without all the complex techie lingo, special equipment, all that stuff. It's going to be really, really simple, but it's going to be really high impact too. I promise you're going to get a lot out of part two. So go ahead and keep an eye out for that email. It's going to come out on uh, next week's podcast. And thanks for listening to this podcast. Don't forget to leave a comment on the blog and subscribe to our podcast over on iTunes. Leave us a comment there. Leave us a, um, um, a five-star review there. We're always looking for some, get more five-star reviews and get our get our rankings up there in iTunes. So please go ahead and do that. Subscribe to the podcast there and let your friends know about it too, okay? And until our next Modern Combat Survival broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now. This has been Modern Combat and Survival. Survival. We hope you've enjoyed the show. You can help us out by rating our podcast on iTunes and leaving a comment. 
You can check us out on Facebook at facebook.com backslash Modern Combat and Survival. And don't forget to claim your free subscription to Modern Combat and Survival magazine at www.moderncombatandsurvival.com. Lock and load. And we'll see you next time. This has been Modern Combat and Survival.